What's up, everybody? This is a Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. Good morning. It is early this morning. Uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these uh, 5.30 a.m. Uh, streams, but here we are. Uh, it's 5.30 a.m. in California, 8.30 a.m. on the East Coast. And good morning, everybody. Glad you're going to be joining us today if you are. Uh, but first of all, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Get Past Your Shit, a book by Kelly McCausey. Kelly is a friend of mine, and I've read some of this book so far. Not, I'm not much into reading these days. Uh, ever since I got out of prison and I read 300 books while I was there, when I got out, the last thing I wanted was, was to read books and eat Top Ramen. So... <laughs> Uh, I got to get back into the swing of that and get used to making that a habit again. But it's a great book. I read I read uh, the, a few chapters of it. The first chapter is actually Kelly's story and uh, very inspiring. It's 19 stories of uh, people, uh, 19 stories of imperfect people who prove that you can. So basically comeback stories, uh, which is basically what my story is, is a comeback story. And also, my guest today has a comeback story as well. Not only does he have a comeback story, he's got a nonprofit organization that he started called We Rise Media. And also, he is the founder of the virtual summit Back from Broken, which I'm a part of uh, on the technical side. And I'm also going to be speaking at this event. So I am. I'm definitely happy to have him on the show. This is an event that will be going off uh, June 5th and 6th. And this is pretty much like a pre sort of kickoff uh, to kind of announce this on my platform and uh, get to know Dr. Ed Womack uh, a little bit better. So we will be back right after these messages. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin. Voila, and we're here. <laughs> Voila. <laughs> Bam. Love what's, it. I love it. What's happening, brother? Man, it's all G O D, man. My world. How about yourself? Um, I'm good. I'm good. Other than it being so early, uh, it's been a while since I've done one of these uh, 5.30 a.m. Uh, uh, streams, but it's all good, man. We're here for a good reason. We're here to... Uh, get to know you a little bit and our backstory and contextualize all of that. But we're also here to bring in uh, the kickoff kind of of the Back From Broken Virtual Summit, which you were the founder of. 
Yeah, man, it's, you know, it's, it's such an amazing opportunity to serve. And I, I am just beyond amazed at what the creator is doing with this back from broken movement in its entirety, but specifically the summit man coming up on June 5th and 6th, which we are just so super grateful to have you as a major, major part of and so first and foremost let me let me mind my manners i want to thank you for you know allowing this platform the nowhere to go but up which i'm super super excited about what's yet to come with it but thank you so much man for not only your support and encouragement but also for your platform to help us just grow this this uh transformative movement man awesome man thank you i mean I was happy to be a part of it. You know, I, I offered my services because I myself is, are, is I myself am somebody that is, <laughs> is come back from broken. You know, um, I know last night we were on a, a clubhouse and when uh, Dr. Mac, is that, that's what his name is, right? Yes, sir. Okay, yes, sir. So, that's my man. That's my ride or die. My co-host, okay. Dr. John L. Mack. So, so Dr. Mack, he was giving me that that awesome intro, and I had walked out of the room and uh-huh. and to go get something to drink real quick, and because I was kind of further down along on the uh, on the panel, right? So I figured I had a couple of minutes, and uh, <laughs> I was like, I heard him say a couple of things, you know. Uh, Meth and this and that. I'm like, oh no! And so I ran back real quick, <laughs> and uh, I got there, but I wasn't sure what they were saying. Right, so I mean, I didn't even really say anything about my story. I just went into something different, and then into uh, you know the the topic, and I was like, damn, <laughs> I, I did. But you, know what? but you know what? You were right on time, Sean. And that's the beauty of our room on Clubhouse. And that, which is what you're referring to coming back from setback room. We really are just an open, judgment free space. And so you were spot on, brother. <laughs> well, 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 thank you. I, I, I'm happy that, that I actually I had it on and I was able to hear and I was like, oh, no, I got to get back over there. You know, because <laughs> sometimes I'll just I'll, I'll be on Clubhouse and I got to be honest with you, man. Sometimes I'll just have it on in the background. I'll be up on mm-hmm. stage, have it on on the background and just be listening to it, doing some other things. So um, I was actually happy that I, I caught that because sometimes I don't like I don't pay attention to it a lot. You know, because uh, I, I pulled off a clubhouse uh, so I could get some things done, and right. it was keeping me from from doing stuff because you get wrapped up into the in, into the emotion of of whatever it is in whatever room that that you're in, and I think right. that's the that's the beauty of of clubhouse is you're getting real authentic um, stories and connections with people, and you know you you it's hard to not engage in listening to them and, and be drawn away from what it is that you're doing. Yeah, man. It's, you know, clubhouse, I have to say has been a saving grace and a very rewarding platform. Cause like you said, it's really a much more direct engagement, a lot more authenticity and the whole summit that we're chopping it up on was actually birthed out of that coming back from setback room by simply asking a question, hey, guys, if we were to do a summit, would you be interested? And a couple, several hands went up. And then the following morning, I get a 
posted my DM, which I'm horrible at. And I so apologize because it's just like the <laughs> response has been so overwhelming that I got this one message that I actually paid attention to. And it was Sherry Cook. She was like, Dr. Ed, you know, we need to do this, right? I'm like, do what? She's like, boy, quit playing the summit. And oh, by the way, I'm going to help you. And so I'm like, that blasted. She took the procrastination factor away and everything. And so literally it, it, that clubhouse was the reason that this summit is even happening, man, so quickly. Well, I got, I got to tell you, and I've, I'm a part of another one and, you know, no, you know, no disrespect to, to what they're doing over on that one that I'm supposed to be doing on the 22nd, but it's night and day uh consider with when i when i'm looking at the uh the planning of it right oh, man and, and, <laughs> and so it's like you know your guys is over here is like the example of of you know what in my mind a successful summit should look like in in the back end and also you know all along the way the different things that you're you've done to facilitate that and versus the other one it hasn't it hasn't been so clean it's going to go off still but it's just, it's really cool to see an example of of what i would consider a successful planning of an event of this nature you know man i wish i could take credit for that but without the amazing team that we have because aside from sherry there's like four other people five other people that have come alongside and so i can't I, to, i'm going to say to god be the glory first and foremost and into my team because I, I definitely could not have pulled this off and be able to provide the level of excellence that you're 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 you know so kindly stating that you are experiencing and so that just you have no idea how much we appreciate that and I'll definitely pass that on to the squad because we we definitely wanted to rise which is represent in style and excellence and without this squad, we, we wouldn't have been able to do it. So thank you so, so much for recognizing that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, this is, this will be the third one that I'm involved in planning and, you know, it, it's, it, it's top notch. So kudos to you and the team and uh, everybody else. Paul's story last night was, uh, I, I had no clue. I, I had no idea. Um, <laughs> and that dude, like, I'm going to go, cause I mean, I know how to tell my story, but I don't know mm -hmm. how to tell my story to inspire people. You know, there's well, a big difference between just telling it and telling it in a way that it, it inspires people to move them into into motion. Well, you know, and that takes practice mm -hmm. and being able to do that is a commitment uh, first of all, being at a place of healing. So you got to be able to speak from your scars and not your wounds for one. Two, you have to realize that although you're telling your story, it really is not about you. As I said in the keynote training that we did in our private uh, group is that the customer or the prospect or the viewer is the hero. So you have to learn how to allow them to or how to engage them early so that they can actually take the journey with you, although it's your story. And so to that point, we're actually going to be having a, um, as you were possibly available for, maybe you were multitasking, but tomorrow we're actually going to be having a clubhouse room where we're going to allow our speakers to practice their keynote. And we're going to also give them some real time coaching so that they can be at their absolute best when they actually show up on the fifth and sixth. 
That's awesome. Yeah, I was there. I was there. I was I was <laughs> pushing, pushing, pushing. <laughs> Not you know, and, that mic. <laughs> yeah, man. And, and you know, we and I'm so blessed to have such a variety and such a diversity of speakers. And as some of the the keynotes are starting to come in, it's just really, really fulfilling. It's rewarding and it's it's absolutely amazing. The lives that are going to be positively impacted by us providing this very diverse mix of people and experiences, as well as those actionable steps that they can take away is just going to be, oh, my God, I, 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 I have already been blown away by the response for the speaker call itself. And with the people that actually show up for the summit, and oh, by the way, if you just simply go to backfrombrokensummit.com, we would love, love, love to see your face in the place. But it's going to be amazing, man. Absolutely amazing. And so if if I'm not mistaken, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but this is a free thing to be able to, like, if you want to come and watch it, is it, it can you just show up and, you know, sign up from the backfrombrokensummit.com and, and just come on in and, and watch and support watch. your people? Absolutely. We wanted to make certain that there was no financial barrier to people not getting the help that they so severely need. Right now with COVID and the the peripheral effects of it, I mean, pretty much everybody is going through something, be it directly or indirectly. And so we definitely did not want to add to the stress level, but we also wanted to make it very accessible. So absolutely, anybody that wants to participate, there is general admission. There is a VIP available, but we we really had some awesome stuff there. But the general admission is 100% free, man. That's amazing. Uh, you know, the, 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 I, I can't, I, I'm floored, man. I mean, I, I have yet to see something of this caliber just given away so freely like that. And that just is a testament of, of, of who you are and, and, you know, what you bring to, you know, the table and, and your, your people that you have around you. Um, I'm, I'm super stoked. I'm very excited and uh, I can't wait for this thing to go off. So let's, without giving too much, uh, you know, away, uh, mm-hmm. let's talk a little bit about you and, uh, and your story and, you know, how, how you, you know, what, what was your uh, journey back from broken? Absolutely, man. I'm so glad you asked that because some people, when they look at events or offers that are happening, they, they're not really sure the derivative of where is that coming from? Is it really genuine? Um, is it going to benefit me? That's the biggest thing. And so as a part of my journey, um, first of all, starting with the brokenness, it actually began like as a little type, man. Um, and a lot of times I was experience of being sexually violated between the ages of 11 and then not really being able to actually convey that to anyone because my family had been placed on a pedestal um, in our community. I was a um, child of a, of a dad who was a high-ranking police officer, a mom who was a nurse, and then we had our stepbrother, my stepbrother that was from my dad's previous marriage um, that, you know, had some issues or challenges that I've come to now know. But at the time, you know, I was looking up, supposed to be able to look up to my big brother, look, be able to aspire to 
you know, be like him and have that 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 trust and that bond. But the unfortunate reality was, as a result of that violation, you know, it totally destroyed any any trust that I had at that point. In fact, so severely that I took those cancerous type things into my adolescence, into my adulthood and really made some horrible, horrible decisions. But despite that, I was still able to perform at very high levels in school and athletics, um, even in the military when I went there. So we won a state championship undefeated in the state of Michigan, which was in 1985. That was pretty huge. We spanked some pretty awesome people, Derek Coleman, B.J. Armstrong, Mm -hmm. just to be had two of my teammates that went to the NBA. So we were we were the business, man. But um, then took that into the military, and pretty much that was just to kind of run away or escape from the things I still hadn't dealt with. Uh, got out of the Marine Corps and actually went into the IT profession where I realized, again, tremendous success from the outside. Yeah, yeah. But the unfortunate reality is that I had this hole in my soul, man, that was just like, eaten away at my very being is eaten away. And I would love to say that I was able to fill that with something positive, something constructive, but I actually found myself at the, at the absolute bottom, man, uh, strung out on crack cocaine. And uh, to the point that I went through about 400 K in about a 12 month period of, of 401. Um, I actually detached from everybody and anybody that thought that they had any love for me because I didn't know how to receive the love at that point. And uh, by the grace of God, one day, man, I was sitting in the uh, square of Marietta, Georgia, in downtown Marietta, a little small town with all the little mom pa shops and stuff, but they had this square. And uh, in that square, I saw this pile of ants, which a lot of times, most of us, when we see or hear about ants, we think nuisance. We think, uh, let me get the, let me get the spring and get rid of these. But at that moment, I was thinking, you know what? I, I could take these big old giant 13s and just drop them on that pile of ants so that they could feel the pain similar to what I was feeling at that moment. But instead, them damn ants as I've come to intimately refer to them, um, the, them damn ants, they, they were like carrying double, triple, 10 times their weight. Sometimes the, them damn ants were, were out there just doing what they needed to do in order to get to the other side or get to the destination. Them damn ants literally saved my life because as I was pondering and looking at those ants, I said, damn, I'm not even as worthy as them damn ants because by this time I was, bruh, about 40, 50 pounds lighter, toe up from the flow up without a pot to pee in or a window to throw it out of. I had pretty much just thrown everything away for the benefit of trying to get one more hit of crack cocaine. But on that day, them damn ants, man, they said they made make a decision. And that decision was to actually pick up the phone and call for help. And my boy was from Chicago, um, man, one of, Actually, we used to get high together, smoking weed and stuff. But I said, man, I, I need some help and I need you to send me some money. Now, if you've got any addicts in your life, you already know sending money to an addict is a no-no. Mm-hmm. But he said, pick it up at the little cash exchange. And on that day, instead of going to take that money and go get another hit, I actually went and checked into a facility to get the help that I needed to turn my life around. And I call it Trinity House Big Bethel 
which to me was the last house on the block, man. And so that was a residential program that I stayed in for like 18 months, got myself together. And during that, I was actually introduced to the real Ed Womack. <laughs> so so despite the smooth taste that you see before you, there was, there was some pain, some misery, a lot of work that had to go into coming back from that brokenness. And what I realized is that the, the drugs and alcohol weren't even the real problem. The, the the current crazy decisions that I were making weren't the real problem. The real problem stemmed from that experience and that violation way back when that I had been carrying and carrying and burying. Because especially as men, we're not open to, you know, just being expressive. I, I, prom- I had promised myself I was taking that foolishness to the grave. Mm-hmm. By the grace of God, man, today I'm back. I'm back. I'm back from broken and I'm committed to be able to transform the lives of those that may have had a similar path or are on that path right now and provide them, man, a roadmap of reentry, recovery and redemption. Because what I know is this, that they can actually reinvent themselves if only they have the support. They can reinvent themselves if they know that they know that you actually care. They can reinvent themselves amongst several other things and become the higher version of themselves. So that's just a little bit about me, man. But again, I, that, I, I'm, I'm committed to this work and I have to do it. It's not even an option anymore. It's a, it's a must. No, I, I absolutely identify with a lot of what you were saying there. Uh, cause myself, I struggled with addiction and lost myself in, in, in a world where I, I absolutely did not belong. And, yeah. you know, uh, you would think that I, I, I did while I was in that world, but you know, every, you know, when I, when I, when I got the, the fruits of, of what that world promises you, which is prison, uh, institutions in, in all mm-hmm. of the, the negative stuff that goes along with it. When I found myself yeah. there, I was like, holy crap, I do not belong here. And, you know, it was, uh, it was, it was a wake up call and, you know, trying to find yourself is the hardest thing. Um, well, you know what, you know what, Sean, not to cut you off, but, when I put the emphasis on during my treatment, I found the real Ed Womack. When we're caught up in the active throes of addiction, we're not our real selves. Mm -hmm. We literally are something else. And what that something else morphs into is all dependent on the conditions, the environment, how heavy use is. But I have learned that the unfortunate reality is, is when you get into those uh, mind mood altering behaviors, regardless of what your drug of choice was, you're not yourself. You are totally anesthetized. And there's scientific proof that there's a um, a literal physiological and psychological impact that takes place that totally eliminates the ability to think rationally. So realistically, man, that wasn't us mm-hmm. until we actually came on the other side of that and began to peel back the layers, do the work to get to the core issue, to the root of it, and really began to understand, okay, now who am I really? Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. that wasn't us during that active addiction stuff, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, what you're talking about, and I've often said this, is untreated trauma. And I think that untreated trauma is the number one public safety issue, not any of the other things, because what stems from untreated trauma is everything that we see in our prison system. Yeah. Not saying that everybody goes through childhood um, uh, trauma, but 
you know, sometimes people experience it later in life, maybe if they come across a narcissistic individual or a, a toxic person like I used to be, where, you know, you may have gone through, you know, your your childhood into your 20s and your 30s. And now you come across mm-hmm. an individual that traumatizes you in a relationship and bam. You know, depending on how harsh that is, I mean, that that could send you off, you know, into a whole nother spinning universe. And, you know, but the bottom line is, is it's untreated until you treat that trauma, until you you address it and you work through it. I mean, because there's no way around it. There's no way over it. You have to go. You have to go through it and going through it. What I learned is you take the power away from it when you bring it into the open and stop hiding it in the closet. That's exactly right. And, you know, and and regardless of what the trauma is and when it happens, there is peripheral damage that a lot of times, if you are not trained or we're not around people with a trained eye, we don't, we may not even know it exists. And like, when I was like still functioning, doing, you know, whatever on the basketball court or in corporate America, I didn't think I had a problem. I literally thought, you know what, what, what's wrong with everybody else? Why don't they get, they, 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 they ish together. Mm -hmm. And until I actually was able to get to a place of it being in counseling for over nine and 10 months. And I still do a lot of work on myself and have some great people in my network that are yet born into me even now, because once you do come out of that cycle and you begin to realize the damage at whatever point that you were exposed to that traumatic experience, once you do begin to address the untreated trauma, I love that. I'm going to give you credit for that one, like the first three times. And then I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to go and put that one in my arsenal, brother. <laughs> I like that. But, you know, it's a, I agree with you 100%. That is probably our biggest ailment in society today. And that's part of why we are putting this back from Broken Summit together with such a diverse core of speakers, because it doesn't have to be drugs and alcohol. It doesn't have to be sexual violation. It doesn't have to be abandonment. But there's such a wide spectrum of trauma that we may not immediately know has caused residual effects. Because as we look back, and if we're really butt naked, honest with ourselves and we stop pointing a finger at everybody else and we begin to evaluate the three of me, not to say it was your fault, not to say that anyone deserved what happened to them, but how we respond, mm-hmm. whether good or bad, is 100 percent up to us. And so no matter how you turn that finger, which is very easy to point at people, when we look at the three of me, it's almost like a full time job if you're really serious about bouncing back or getting to that higher version of yourself. And there's some people who have had milder things that have taken place, but still don't even realize that untreated trauma is huge, man. And it it has tentacles that reach beyond places we desire most of the time. So yeah, man, I I love that untreated trauma thing. So I think I gave you credit twice. I got one more and I'm going to put that one in my pocket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's great. But you know, it it is. And and it took me literally from 2010. All right. That's when I first got off of, off the meth. And so from 2010, all the way to two years ago, um, maybe two and a half years ago, I'll go, I'll go that far, um, to, to finally 
get the rest of, you know, even when the substances are gone, if you haven't dealt with anything, the, the, the behavior around the addiction and what you've learned through the period of time that you've gone through, you know, whether it was, you know, for me, it was lying, it was uh, cheating, it was using whatever I could, whether it was people, whether it was sex, whether it was, you know, whatever you want to call it, I was trying to fill that void, you know, and, and like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, was, I was, I was the, uh, like an emotional cookie monster, right? <laughs> <laughs> just just rah, 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 gobbling everything up around me and and Mm -hmm. i was usually the darkness that sucked up the light in all of the rooms that i came into right not even knowing it and you know that was a a, like what 2010 where that that was maybe a almost a 10-year journey of like slowly you know knowing that that's not how i wanted to show up and knowing that that's not how i wanted to be in this world and and all of that but you know it was a a conscious decision that i continually had to keep making day in and day out and failing and failing forward and you know having to apologize you know for something that i did or or how i showed up or how i reacted or my anger did this and, and you know what i mean and it was just so many of those that finally you know, I got to a point where I was like, enough, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you bring, you touch on a very important point because just because you stop using whatever that minor mood altering substance is, whether that be drugs, alcohol, women, food, gambling, whatever your respective dysfunction may be, it doesn't begin to heal until you actually put in the work. And I'm reminded at that pivotal point for me in the early stages of recovery where it really clicked in. And it was as I was reading some of the literature, it says that an addict, any addict can stop using, lose the desire to use and find a new way to live. And so we literally have to get to a place where we realize, first of all, okay, whoa, wait a minute, this craziness that I previously was doing or these things that I was involved in, the environments that I was around, they weren't really truly lending themselves to the best version of me. And so when I got to, got real serious, like you said, it's a process. It does not happen overnight. You have to be willing to do the work. And if you happen to be fortunate enough to find the appropriate 12 step program for you. That's amazing. If you happen to find some sort of spiritual guide, that's amazing. If you need a coach, a a therapist, a counselor, but typically we can't do it by ourselves. The point that I'm trying to make. And when you change the way that you look at things, the things that you look at will change according to Dr. Wayne Dyer. And I really embrace that thing because I'm like, man, after having that experience with them damn ants, I had to do something different and I was willing to do whatever it took to get gooder. <laughs> if you for you grammatical warriors, yeah, I said it to get gooder, man, and get past that craziness. And it's a daily ongoing lifestyle adjustment. It doesn't just because believe it or not, your addiction is out in the parking lot doing push-ups, just waiting for you to slip <laughs> and, and go back to that craziness and say, okay, I'm gonna go do some more research. And it'll be it'll come back even strong. I've watched person after person after person relapse. And while it, it can be a part of your recovery journey, it doesn't have to be. But man, I've seen some brothers and sisters that have, you know, come out of it 
and they go right back. They come out of it, they go right back. They come out of it, they go right back. And it's a vicious cycle. And if God gave them enough grace to allow them to still be here, because a lot of times, like you said, it results in being in some institution, if not dead, man. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not really willing to do the work. And that's why, again, I'm just super excited about what we're providing not only through the summit, but the Back From Broken movement in its entirety. I mean, I'm so serious about it, man. I changed the subtitle of the book, which will also be released um, at the, on June 5th. So the second edition of Back From Broken, because I originally wrote it in 2014, and it wasn't even supposed to be a book. It literally was my fourth step. And um, at that point, I was like certainly not thinking anybody could care two hoots about my little stinking story but oh by the grace of god i was so so amazed and so we're re-releasing it because there have been a few additional chapters <laughs> and, some, and some revisions to the overall back from broken journey so we want to share those so that people can actually begin to literally find the roadmap to re-entry recovery and redemption man yeah, and I think that's, you know, we, we have synergies in a couple of different areas, but the, the main one is, you know, the reentry, uh, you know, the, the justice impacted community and the folks that were formerly incarcerated, um, you know, giving them, you know, cause I, I've, you've got a nonprofit with the, the rewrite, we rise media. Well, actually, let me correct you. We rise media is not a nonprofit. It is a for profit company. Now, man rise up. Okay. Is, is so, so there's, and no, words there's two different entities so man rise up is a 501c3 but the we rise media is a for-profit business consulting and media company and the reason that the two exist is first of all through man rise up and the back and broken movement we're going to help people learn how to live again first and expose them to the possibilities of what they can possibly do once they realize and begin to walk into the higher version of themselves. Now, the continuum that we think is extremely powerful is being able to provide a conduit to expose those returning citizens that may have a felony on their record. And you and I both know that's that's like a kiss of death trying to find any type of real lucrative living. Mm-hmm. But the beauty of the We Rise Media side of the house is that we can not only introduce them to entrepreneurship, but help them take that story, create a, a published book, which can literally become a polished brand. And through the proven blueprint that we use, we can help them to create their own profitable business and not have to settle or feel as though they're reducing themselves and end up saying, you know what? The heck with this. I'm just going to go back to the same hustling and craziness that got me landed in jail in the first place. So that's the that's the continuum. So there's the Man Rise Up movement, which is and back from broken, which are geared toward helping those returning citizens, those recovering addicts, enhance their ability to learn how to truly live again, aside from merely existing. And then, oh, by the way, we've got an entire continuum to introduce you onto how you can perhaps craft some of those lessons and take that mess. I love what you your your message for the for the conference is turn your mess into a message. And not only a message, but perhaps even a profitable business. Absolutely. And and you know the nonprofit that I started, which is also a 501c3 called the Nowhere to Go But Up project, is geared towards uh, I had we had some comments. I didn't even realize it over here. I'm so into talking to you <laughs> that I skip right over these folks, but I'm gonna get to them comments in a second. Um it, uh, you know, 
the overall point is to be able to give people agency over their own lives again, right? Exactly. And the way through this, and my vice president, Mina Wilson, um, you know, she's an amazing sister. Um, you know, she's got a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of experience in, in her background in, uh, curriculum and building programs. Um, you know, we're going to build a housing facility. Now, when I say facility, sometimes you think, Oh, a big, you know, thing like this, but I mean, it, it could be as easy as a single family home to start with, with eight guys, um, you know, in a four bedroom, uh, house, but to also teach them vocational skills, you know, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, we get into the, get into the real estate market and start buying homes and flipping them and bringing these guys in to, help with that process. So teaching them how to sheetrock, teaching them how to do plumbing, teaching them how to rebuild and flip these homes and giving them a sense of, of, uh, accomplishment. Right. And, Absolutely. and if you're, if you're a part of a, of a system that allows you to help build where you're going to live, you have a deeper sense of gratitude and, 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 and <laughs> respect for the place that you're at. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, it's it's funny that you say that because at the Trinity House, again, I refer to as the last house on the block, although they have staff, the house was basically run by the, the residents and they literally had a parliamentary table. And so we really had our own little ecosystem. And to your point, if you are responsible for maintaining it, building it and making sure that it flourishes, it definitely has an indelible impact on you. And, and I'm just super excited about the mission of nowhere to go, but up and that whole concept of teaching vocation, because that's the thing. A lot of times when you are caught up in the game of, of, of street, when you're caught up in the game of street occupations, what a lot of times they don't realize is that they are shrewd business people. Mm -hmm. And the example that I share a lot of times when I get to speak with young people or even people at colleges is I use Jay-Z, who used to slang dope on the corners of New York. But now he's one of the most amazing and successful business moguls legitimately on the planet, him and Queen B. And so when I'm like, well, if, if Jay can do it, so can you. And the hit is this, the people that we are serving have to first and foremost know that we first, we really care. Secondly, they need to know that we understand, we get it, we've been there, done that. Because you can get these clinicians or therapists, God bless them, but if they've never walked in the shoes of what these recovering addicts or returning citizens have been through, it, it's hard for them to connect. It's hard for them to trust. Because like myself, like you, you know, we had we had some trust issues. Mm -hmm. And part of that trauma or the peripheral effects of having gone through whatever the trauma is, one of the biggest things, your trust is typically shattered. You don't typically have the ability to look at things from wider perspectives because you don't let people in. You build walls around yourself. But like you said, when you have your fingerprint or you know that, hey, I was a part of something awesome, that does a whole world of good for one psyche. Mm -hmm. And it also begins to make them think, you know what? I can do this. I can do something different. I can do something better. And once I arrive at that higher version of myself, full stop, it's about 
be amazing. So I, I love, love, love the mission of where you guys are going with that, man. And certainly we're, we're in this for the long haul. You stuck with me, man. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> we can to, you know, pour into support, encourage. And, and it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I love about our relationship that it's been a short time, but it seems like I've known you for years, bro. And it's like, there's a take and some people get it twisted that when you connect with a coach or a mentor that is all one way and I know that I know that I know that's not an effective relationship it should be going both ways because even like in a coming back from setback room I tell them often they don't realize how much of a blessing they are to me although I I put the name on the room and I schedule the room I get so much from those people in the back from broken nation that is just amazing. It should be a reciprocal thing, man. And that's part of, like you said, one of our biggest ailments in society today is the absence of that authentic, genuine bi-directional care, man. Well, it's, it's going, it's going back to the village, right? Going back to the village. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. the village <laughs> and, 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 and sitting around the fire and the fireside chats and connecting and, and all of that stuff that we've been, we've been conditioned through the years and, you know, however, whatever means that that happened by who knows. Yeah. But the fact is, is that it happened and the yeah. division that everybody, you know, seems to be uh, falling into, at least the ones that are, are tapped into mainstream media and watch the news and everything else which is which is another form of of traumatizing the the society Um, you know when when you start buying into to oh i'm different than you or i'm you know Mm -hmm. i'm on this team and and we're against you you know the bottom line is is that we're all in this together because we should be we should be you know i mean we are way more similar than we are different. I mean, even, even down to our biological functions, they're all pretty much the same, you know, give or take, you know, some ailments or, or, or something else. But I Mm -hmm. mean, everybody's function of living from your reproductive system to your, your nervous system, to your digestive system, to your respiratory system, all of these systems work the same in everybody. (laughs) Pretty much. You know, we, we can't do anything without these things. And, what people need to start understanding is that we can't rise up without each other. And the more we learn that we need each other and, and, and mostly in your own communities, this is where it's really important. And Mm -hmm. I think that's where, where a lot of people get um, distracted with the national scene and watching all of that, you know, because it's like that, that is, that's, that's just like this theater that goes on and the real change and the real uh, uh, hope it, it, it births in your community. Absolutely. And your neighbors are the ones who you need to connect with because you never know when you're going to need them. And, you know, depend, I mean, let's just, let's just say if we ever went into a civil war or to a, you know, a, a revolution, uh, God hope we don't, but I mean, if that, yet, right? <laughs> but if that ever happened, who, who are you going to count on? And yeah. it, it isn't going to be the, the government. It's going to be your, your neighbors, your neighbors, your yeah. neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, Anyways, got off on a little bit of a tangent, but the but the point is, is that we all need each other in some way, shape, or form, and you know we you want you want to 
go fast, go alone. This is something my my friend Mina says. She says, you want to go fast, go alone. But if you want to go far, go together. That's one of my favorite African proverbs, as a matter of fact. And it's something that I embrace. And it's even part of um, the We Rise motto. The We Rise media motto is if you rise, I rise then we rise. And so it's born out of that, Af- that African proverb. So clearly one of my favorites as well. So you also obviously got a great and wise member in Mina. Is it Mina or Nina? Mina. Mina. Yeah. She obviously is very wise in that regard. And a lot of times, you know, especially in the black and brown community, we get so caught up on the, I mean, my versus the necessity of each one, each one of the, it takes a, a village to raise a child mm-hmm. and even an adult on some occasions, especially when we're talking about our returning citizens. Cause one of the effects that I didn't know until I was actually in the posture of actually getting help um, is that when you actually introduce minor mood altering substances into your system, it literally creates a physiological block between your limbic nerve and your frontal cortex. And the membrane that connects it to, I forget the exact name of it, it literally has a physical block in it. When At whatever point you introduce the minor mood altering substances, be that alcohol, be that drugs, and what happens is even after you and it totally prevents you from thinking at optimal levels of rational thinking as this is scientifically proved this is not just something i'm making up and even to your earlier point even after you stop it takes up to two years for that physiological block to clear itself so before you get back to that state of being able to truly function at optimal levels of rationality so think about that if you were to uh, start using drugs, let's say at 12, and you continue using until you were 32. That's 20 years. Literally, your brain stops maturing and stops elevating as it normally should. So in reality, you're really only 12 or 13 years old, although chronologically you might be 32. And I'll try to dig up the actual study in which I saw that because I even now tell people seriously, it's like chronologically I'm 54 years old, but as far as truly living, I'm only 17. <laughs> no, that that is very true. And I, I knew that from, from a long time ago because when I started, I was 16 and I didn't stop until I was in my mid 30s, at least using meth. And you could tell I was an yeah. Im, I was an immature man. Yeah. You were a kid. Yeah. You were still a kid. And, and that's so powerful and so real that some people don't. Obviously, if you don't go into treatment or you don't have the time to actually stop and unpack the layers of what got you to that point, you just gloss over it and don't realize, okay, well, why do I keep destroying relationships? Why do I keep finding myself in situations where I cannot thrive? Why do I continue to find myself being overlooked? Well, the reality is that you've stunted, literally stunted your growth and development when you introduce those mind and mood altering substances into your life. And there's nothing that you can do to quick fix it. There's no hit the microwave button. It just comes back. It takes time. It takes diligence and it takes hard ass work 
to get back to that higher version of yourself, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I forgot. Let's get to these. So uh, I don't see like I'm, I'm ignoring anybody, but Allie said, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> hey, Allie. And, and that was at six seventeen. So sorry about that. She's probably long gone <laughs> by now. Uh, and then she said, amen to, to something that we were saying, but I mean, I think it's amen to everything that we're saying. Um, because a lot of it isn't, isn't just, you know, something that we're talking about both you and i have years of experience in in this and and going through this and and knowing you know what it takes to get through it to get out of it and to move beyond it and to rise up through it so um you know like i said why we're here is because the back from broken summit which is going to be on june 5th and 6th uh my brother, Dr. Ed Mack, uh, Ed Womack, is the uh, founder of this, uh, along with uh, your co-host, I think, right, uh, John John Mack, right, Dr. John Mack? So if we're going to start calling names, let me make sure that we do that appropriately as far as the core planning team for the Back From Broken Summit um, is actually Sherry Cook, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. John L. Mack, Joseph B. Washington, Yours truly, Sean Dustin and Marla Brennan are the core team that are actually putting this whole summit thing together. We actually literally just hired an amazing VA yesterday, Ariel, um, who's going to also be supporting us even further to tighten up a few things that we said in the team very transparently. You know, we, we're building this airplane while we're flying. Mm-hmm. And by the grace of God, you know, one of the things that I learned on this journey, because sometimes we get caught up in thinking that things have to be perfectly lined up or we got to wait until I got enough money or I got to wait until I have this. And my favorite book, the Undisputed number one bestseller suggests that faith is the evidence of things hoped for and the things not seen. And I just jacked that up, but I think you get the point, but more specifically, one of the quotes that I live by, by uh, Dr. Martin Luther King is faith is taking that first step. Even when you see the entire staircase and by virtue of how quickly this summit was birthed after merely a question in our clubhouse room. I'm like, Oh my God, I don't know what all this does. And I, and I told my team, I'm like, guys, we go, we got to build this thing and we're going to do it in excellence and we're going to do it together. And so just so, so grateful for that core team, man, yourself included, because without you all, I, I guarantee it wouldn't be as excellent as, as it's going to be. Yeah. And I think that's a good, a good point to end it on. Uh, you know, we're at about 50 minutes here and I, and I do need to talk to you after this. So, uh, okay. I would love for you to hang out after we, uh, get done and, uh, take absolutely in the outro goes, but for everybody, if you want to follow, uh, Dr. Ed Womack, you can find him on all his social media channels at, at Ed Womack speaks. And I believe that's your, uh, that's your, um, your clubhouse. That's that's my IG um, on Clubhouse is just simply at Ed Womack. And again, we're doing a keynote practice and coaching live in our Clubhouse room tomorrow night, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern um, to get connected. That's the easiest and best way to do it right now. Um, also, you can always send us an email at admin at we rise media dot com. If you have any business 
consultation or service brand development needs, by all means, get at us there. But before we check out, um, Sean, let me again just say thank you, thank you, thank you for your support, your encouragement, your camaraderie, and the bi-directional iron sharpening iron that has taken place. Bro, you have no idea how much that means to me. And um, I hope it means as much to you as well, but more importantly, to the people that we are going to be serving as returning citizens and recovering addicts collectively and independently. But it, this thing is going to be so amazing. And if I could, man, just want to close out, as I always do with any broadcast I'm afforded to be on, whether it be mine or somebody else's, because I'd be remiss if I didn't leave you with this. Good, better, best. We can't let it rest. Until our good is our better and our better is our best. And if you sign up for the Back From Broken Summit, simply go on to backfrombrokensummit.com, we'll stop. We'll see you at the top because the bottom entirely too crowded. Man, I love you and appreciate you ever so much, Brother Sean. Yeah, thank you, man. And I, I love that that what you close with all the time. And I always try to remember <laughs> it, but I, I can't. I, it, it's, a, it's a long one, man. So I commend you for remembering all that. Um, but yeah, it's great. And uh, I'm looking so forward to listening to all the people that we have lined up as speakers for this and also being a participant as well. So thanks again, brother. And, uh, you know, Absolutely. hope you have an amazing day. And I will talk to you in just a moment all right man you too look forward to it all right Peace, y'all. see you wow i'm i'm super stoked i i can't wait for this thing and like we said before it's free if you want to just come and check it out and you want to hear some of these speakers, we, I mean, we've got over 20, I believe. I mean, there, there's quite a few speakers there that with, with a, a, a wide range of different stories and, uh, you know, trips from, from back from broken and, you know, persevering and, you know, adversity, all of that stuff and, and, and good ideas as to, and tips and tricks on how to, um, you know, get past and, and move beyond some of this. So, uh, definitely looking forward to it. And one more time, we've got this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Get Past Your Shit, the book. It's got 19 stories of people that prove that you can, uh, comeback stories and all of that. And also, if you are a a business, an online business, uh, a, a, a book, um, an author, you got a book that you want to promote, uh, coaching services that you want to promote, feel free to reach out to me because I do uh, this for everybody, not just my my friends. Um, you know, that's another way that I'm trying to get uh, uh, sponsorships and, and, you know, support this show. And, you know, I only do one per episode like i'm not loading up and doing you know if i if i could get five different sponsors for for the show at a time just one just one sponsor and you get the limelight of everything and i do have tiered uh packages for that so if you're interested and you're watching this and you're going hey man i, I think i'd like to do that uh reach out to me at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com uh all of the ways to connect to the show otherwise is on my link tree and that is L I N K T R dot E E forward slash nowhere to go, but up and uh, yeah, all the ways to connect to the show, all the social media, all the ways to support the show are there as well. So 
Thank you for listening. Uh, Allie, thank you for participating in the comments. And as usual, keep it 100. Stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.